I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identicant. B-I-C-I, -I, I pronounce it Vicky. Happy 2021, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a small wonder podcast. The first episode we're going to look at today is season two, episode one, entitled Chewed Out. This episode aired on September 13th, 1986. In this episode, Jamie and Reggie learn a sobering lesson by smoking cigarettes and chewing tobacco to elevate their freshman status in junior high. What is it even? Freshman status. You're sixth graders, right? You're not freshmen. I don't know who worded this on IMDb, but... Mm. So when I started up the... DVD for season two, there's a, a um, message that mentions about they try to get the best quality from the surviving masters of season two. So I can guess that's why season three and four weren't available. Maybe something happened to them. I, I don't know. But I believe on YouTube, I mean, season three and four, I don't know if they're all the episodes up there. I feel like I got them all so that way I can cover the show to its completion because I'm curious to see what happens going forward in season three and four when the kids especially Vicky starts to get a little taller a little older of course the show did come up with a reason for that so kids are like why is she taller why is she older looking this episode in particular, I do remember watching in a rerun when I was probably about eight or nine, and just remembering the seriousness of this episode. Like, ooh, these... Because, I mean, even though this aired in 86, and I would have been four, I wasn't watching it when I was four years old. I would have been watching it when I it was in reruns when I was, like, seven or eight. So this episode's got an 8.1 out of 10 rating based on 20 ratings on IMDb. We got some guest stars, well, one guest star, Peter Watson, who is played by Adam Rich. Have you been in anything I would know? Uh, he was on Eight is Enough, which I never watched that show. Oh, he's also on an episode of Baywatch. Oh, he's probably one of, um, what's his name's friend? What was it? Um, mama, mama, mama. Hobie. Yeah, that was it. Hobie. What else? Alright, so uh, we got Reggie coming back for season two. Of course, he and Jamie are going to be trying Siggy's and the tobacco together. And of course, we're going to have Harriet. I'm kind of curious to see if these kids have grown a little bit between season one and season two. If they've gotten a little taller. If at some point Harriet's teeth grow in, or Emily Shulman's teeth grow in, because I think season one, her two front teeth were missing. Of course, you know, it always seems like when a kid loses, you know, is missing teeth when they're a little kid, it's adorable. But then, of course, you get the awkward stage of seeing them in episodes where they're teeth aren't growing, their front teeth aren't growing at the same speed. Arnold had that in different strokes. 
where he, you know, in the first season, his two front teeth were, you know, missing. And then through the next season, you kind of see him, like, growing, but one's growing faster than the other one. So this episode was directed by Leslie H. Martinson. Writers Bruce A. Taylor, Howard Leeds, the creator, Warren S. Murray, executive story editor, and Bruce Kane, spelled with a K, executive story editor. As always, there's no trivia. We do have some goofs. One goof. Vicky said she learned to smoke by watching a Betty Davis film, then imitates her by saying, Peter, Peter, Peter. There was no movie where Davis said that line that has long attributed to her. She did play opposite George Brent in The Great Lie, where his character is named Peter, but she never calls his name three times in a row. Well, clearly this person who put in this factual error in the goof section must have watched the Betty Davis movie. There is a user review. I will be waiting to the end of the episode because, as I've said in the past, I don't watch these episodes ahead of time. I watch them and talk about them. That's how I do. So going forward with Season 2 for 2021, the plan is to cover two episodes in one podcast episode. So that way I can get Season 2 knocked out in a year. <laughs> I'm not saying that like I want to rush it, but I spent two years covering the first season. I'm like, I don't want to do that again. Let's just do two episodes in one, once a month. So, yes, the other episode I will be covering today, which I will get into more detail once I finish Chewed Out, is money, money, money. Oh, God, I am dreading that bitch Jessica is back. You know her from season one, the one that Jamie was trying to impress and all that shit. Fucking hell, we gotta see this hoe again? I'm sorry for calling her names. And she was a, you know, a kid, but still, she's a bitch! I don't like her. Oh my god. So, <laughs> I want to let you know, if you haven't been listening to the podcast, this podcast does have a Facebook page where you can see what episodes I'm going to be covering each month. It's She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. Just put in Small Wonder podcast in the Facebook search bar. It should come up if you're looking to follow the podcast on Instagram. It would be under the LBOM Wonder Years Boy Meets World podcast. Because now, monthly, I'm covering an episode of Boy Meets World. I know, I know, I'm overloading myself once again. I never learn. Whenever I think I'm going to cut back, it always seems a new year. I'm starting a new podcast. Like, <laughs> you're probably wondering, how do you do it? Well, right now I'm unemployed, so I have time. We'll see what happens once I get a job. <laughs> but then again, I did have a job for the majority of the time I was starting podcasting, and I was able to work in all this stuff. So I got my my calendar right in front of me, my Stranger Things calendar, it's got all the episodes I'm doing this month. Also, weekly, I will be covering different strokes. I am currently on season one of that show, and I'm going to be doing the majority of the episodes of different strokes. There are eight seasons. It will probably take me, like, three to four years, <laughs> unless I eventually double up on episodes. We'll see. We'll see. That's, that's so far in the future right now. All right, I want to take a look 
at this opening to see if we get any footage from the new season. Because it seems like when the actors get their title cards, that's always usually playing out a scene from the new season. Or sometimes, I'm trying to think, what other shows... Punky Brewster, I believe, in season three and four... The opening was the exact same as it was mainly for season four as it was for three, season three. I mean, there might have been some scene change, but not really. Maybe when their title card came up, they got a different, you know, picture for them in the season. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, all right, let's take a look at this and then we'll get into Chewed Out. I am, I love... Like, covering, I mean, a lot of these I don't remember, but there are some episodes that I do remember bits and pieces of. Like the season one finale, and I thought they were talking about Gonzo from Muppet Babies. No, they are talking about Gonzo from Trapper John M.D. It's just one, it's amazing how you recollect one thing when you're watching it when you're young, and then you come back to it as an adult, and you're like, oh, I, I totally misunderstood. Okay, so first up, we do have Ted with his bag, lunch, and drink sitting out by the sign, out by the road. He really does not want to go to, I don't know if that, that place would have a break room. The Robotronics place he works at, it would have a break room. But like me, I mean, I usually would sit in my car or sit at my workstation, and I was like, no, I don't want to go to the lunch room where it's so noisy and I just want to be by myself. So the title card actually comes up with Ted at home working on his computer and I love how when he looks up he, he like is like huh like he's surprised that somebody's there but he still has a smile on his face. Like oh hey how's it going? I didn't see you there. So, yep that was Dick Christie. Now we have Marla Pennington as Joan, Ted's wife, Jamie's mother. And I love how she's got little springy eyes. She's wearing, of course, the yellow pantsuit. But then her title card comes up. Her hair does look maybe a little bit different. She does have the sides kind of pulled back and kind of clipped back. And she's uh, wearing a um, pink dress. Really pretty. And I love the, the lipstick. It goes great with the... Uh, the dress she's wearing. You know, I don't wear lipstick. I'm not a big fan of dresses either. But it goes good. Oh, here we go. We got Jamie making a triple-decker sandwich. I love how he's opening his mouth and he's going to get that in You are not getting that in there. Three slices of bread. Looks like he's got, like, a pickle that's been cut down the middle on there. And a lot of lunch meat. I love how he goes to take a bite, but then he turns because the camera is, like, right in his face, and he smiles. So, basically, we're just seeing season two, Jamie is a major foodie. He is... He's a great boy! He needs to eat, man! And it always seems like this is such a boy thing, making, like, a triple-layer sandwich. Jamie Cyprian is... Jamie Lawson. All right, let's see Vicky, or is Harry going to be the next one? I see definitely that it looks like Vicky's bangs are getting a little bit longer before they're, like, really tiny curls, like, practically right up against her hairline, uh, up practically right against the top of her head. 
looks like they've grown out a little more, which is good. Still wearing that uh, white pinafore, you know, with the red dress. She's got a, I don't know whether that's a magazine or whether that's just a flyer that's advertising karate. So it looks like she's going to break that table in front of her. We've seen this already in season one. She's probably, she probably does this more than once with that table. Yes, right, that crack, right down the middle. And I'm kind of curious to see, you know, when it comes to the living room, remember how I kept complaining about that, like, trunk chest thing that was being uh, used like a coffee table, but it wasn't a coffee table? Kind of curious if, like, they got rid of it and got a real coffee table, or are they still using the old steamer trunk? So yeah, she slams it right in the middle. This It's basically the end table where the foam was. And she slams it right in the middle. And you see it's still cut right down the middle. Just like it was in the first season. This is, I mean, yes, we do get some recycled jokes. Like, oh, but she's doing the same thing, only it's different a little bit. And sometimes it feels, it's like kind of irritating where it's like, guys, You've been with her for, how long has this time been? It's got to be at least a year since the first, you know, the show started. But as far as in their time, has it, have she been with them a year? I don't know. Tiffany Brissett is Vicky the Robot. Oh, here we go. Emily Schulman. She's got that cup on the door. She's listening. Girl, you need to do something. That hair, even in pigtails, is so long. It's literally down her forearm. And I've seen Emily Schulman, like, in an episode of Elf and an episode of The Wonder Years. Her hair is not nearly as bright. Well, it's not bright red. It's more of an auburn color. But it just seems like it gets even, like, lighter, kind of duller, like a coppery type color over time as she gets older. It's so funny to see her play different characters when we're so used to seeing her play Harriet Brindle. Hey, she got her two front teeth. Congratulations, Emily. Congratulations, Harriet. So the intro closes out. We got Tad, Joan, Jamie at the dinner table, and Vicky is shaking her. Is she doing a? Is she doing a Bonnie? No, 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 no. Is she doing that? That is one of the things that has stayed with me over the years. When I would think of Small Wonder, I'd be always thinking of Bonnie going, no, 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 no. And it just, even at eight years old, nine years old, that would grate on my nerves. Oh, the very last scene we see is Ted at his computer and we see a shot of Vicky on the couch. And we see her aiming the TV remote. Finally got those blinds in the kitchen. Over the kitchen window, over the sink, thank goodness. After a while, I was like, does it even work? <laughs> but we're in the kitchen. Joan looks like she's looking through a recipe book or a magazine. Vicky, of course, is mopping the floor. Again, we get Joan saying, oh, it's so such a blessing having a robot around the house. And she tells Vicky she can empty the bucket because Vicky's done mopping the floor. Of course, she didn't say empty the bucket outside. She just says empty the bucket. What does she do? Vicky tosses the water from the bucket on the floor. 
Oh my god, someone's gonna break something. It's, and I bet anything it's gonna be Ted or Jamie coming through. Well, I mean, with that water, I mean, granted, that's probably dirty water. I mean, you could probably just start uh, moving it out and just, you know, mopping, I, I guess. But I don't know. Let's find out. Of course, before that, we gotta take a look at Marla because she's got some eyeshadow going on. She's got earrings, some dangly round ones. She's got some lipstick. Which she And her shirt is kind of a pale yellow with some yellowish flowers with green leaves on it. But I'm just taking notice really of the eyeshadow it's kind of it's light but it's very noticeable and the first thing i noticed was the earrings as well i'm finished cleaning the floor thanks vicky it's a blessing having a robot around the house you can empty the bucket vicky well someone's breaking something walking through there i don't know never please mop the water vicky Oh, shoot! At least you didn't fall on the floor. What happened here? Your favorite robot. Vicky wet the floor? <laughs> she hasn't even wet the bed yet. Ew. How was your day? Oh, terrible. We got one of those efficiency experts nosing around our department. Ate That's that. all we need is another budget cut, right? I mean, we're barely squeezing by as it is. Yeah, really. What? Oh, I'm not smoking, honey. Nice having a cigarette. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. That efficiency expert really got me bugged. There were these cigarettes laying on the table, and without thinking, I just uh, lit one up. Oh, Ted. <laughs> well, look, honey, it's no big deal. It's... Ow, 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 ow. Trying to break his wrist. Ted, it's so bad for you. Besides, you think of your clothes and the house. I didn't stand a chance. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's nasty. <laughs> All right, I promise I will never smoke again as soon as I finish the cigarette. Don't do it in the house, at least. Oh, that's where the kids Just get the... Just a couple of little puffs, please. You act like an addict. You are not smoking. Ow, ow, ow. How is she even touching his foot? These are going right into the garbage. That's right. But the garbage get cancer. <laughs> Joan, of course, is like, oh, idiot, when will I ever learn? Ted comes in, he's like, hey, he's pulling at his collar and his tie. Clearly he's had a shit day at work. And I thought he was going to fall, like, on the floor after he starts slipping. No. He launches, he slips, but he launches himself forward and lands on the kitchen island or the kitchen counter, which, okay. And he gets off the kitchen island. He's like, what happened here? It's like, dude, you even have to ask. Look to your right. She's right there. She's holding a mop. What do you think happened? So Joan sits down. She's like, oh, your favorite robot. Was Joan finally accepting that Vicky is a robot? Because before all of season one, we, we kept hearing, oh, but I don't think of her as a robot. I think of her as, like, my daughter and this and that. 
I love this joke. Ted's like, oh, Vicky wet the floor? She hasn't even wet the bed yet. Well, she doesn't sleep in a bed, though. She sleeps in a cabinet. Like, dude, you didn't give her a bed to sleep in. She sleeps standing up. This makes me think of, the if you remember the show from the mid-aughts, like, I think it was like 05, 06. No, it was like 06, 07, because I was working at Blockbuster. Um, the show Kyle XY, when it was ABC Family. And the family there had Kyle, who... They weren't sure what to make of him. Was he an alien? Was he not an alien? What, what, who, who knows? But he sleeps in a bathtub. And they're having some person come and evaluate the family. So they had to kind of get together to put a bed together under, like, like real quick, make his room look like an actual room. Because the evaluator is going to be raising eyebrows like, why does this 16-year-old boy sleep in a tub? But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So Joan asked how his day was, and he's kind of bitching about the fact that, you know, one of those efficiency experts is coming to nose around the area and make sure everything's... That's like when you're working, like, in a manufacturing plant, a factory, or whatever, and you get the word, like, hey... We have some higher-up people coming to look around the factory, so make sure everything is done to a T. Nothing's, you know, you're doing everything basically by the book. And that puts people on edge because you got the workers. There's like, if something, if we do something that isn't according to the book, we're going to get marked down for it, and it's just stress city. So I get where Ted is coming from. But I never in my wildest dreams was like, oh, gosh, I'm so stressed. Let me reach for a cigarette. And the thing is, we've never known this man to smoke. But, of course, it's only for the plot of this episode. And he just white, casually lights up. And he says that he found the cigarettes on a table. So they're not his? Did they belong to somebody else? Like, someone brings in a pack of ciggies and says, hey, if anyone here smokes and you guys are stressed i got a pack of ciggies for you just take them and he's thinking also um budget cuts and how the job so i thought when he said we're barely squeezing by as it is i thought as far as a financial issue in this family but maybe i think it's just budget cuts at work we're barely squeezing by with the amount of money that we get from you know whatever grants or however they get their financial backing so he just casually, like, pops a ciggy in his mouth, tosses the pack on the table like he does this every day. And, of course, immediately Joan is like, the fuck? When did you start smoking? She says, when did you start smoking again? So, maybe he did a long time ago and he kicked the habit. But the way he acts like he's a fucking nicotine fiend like he just wants one puff one puff when did he quit because all in season one we never i never was under the impression and yes i did say this is strictly for the episode but you know, he never gave me the impression even when he came home stressed for work and shit he was never like lighting up in the back lighting up like he's smoking a joint he's not. he says oh no honey i'm not smoking i'm just having a cigarette for a second there, when he had that cigarette in his mouth, he said, oh, I'm not smoking. I immediately, if you've read The Fault in Our Stars or seen the movie, Augustus, Gus, 
um, Hazel's boyfriend, they both have cancer, um, he has the cigarette in his mouth, but he never lights it. Of course, he calls it, you know, a metaphor. He's not really smoking because he's not giving the cigarette the ability to be harmful. He's just sticking the filter in his mouth. And that's what I immediately thought of it. Like, oh, I thought he was going to say, oh, I'm not smoking. I'm just, like, sucking on the filter or something. Now that I just... It's like a light lilac color of eyeshadow. And I now that I've seen it, I just, I can't unsee it. And it seems to be that's all I'm focusing on, on Joan's face. Then her circular earrings. Yeah, there's the cigarettes laying on the table that probably belong to somebody who's like, where the fuck are my cigarettes? Damn it. I left them right fucking here. I guess I gotta go to the damn convenience store, the gas station, and buy another fucking pair or another pack and have to... Pull out my ID. Of course, Vicky's like, oh, Ted. She's, uh, she repeats, she uh, mimics <laughs> Joan quite a bit. Well, actually, the whole family. So he takes a cigarette out of his mouth. He's like, oh, it's no big deal as he grabs the pack. And she looks like she is literally about to break his wrist because she's got both it's like she's hitting the pressure points of his wrist. He's like, oh, oh, <laughs> She tells him, and it's almost like, because this is one of those special episodes, she's stating all the facts, like, oh, it's so bad for you. She also adds about how it stinks up your clothes in the house. It's almost like telling kids, like, don't smoke. It's not only bad for you, but it stinks up your house in your clothes. My dad was a smoker, and after a while, when he'd been doing it for years... After a while, it just, you didn't really notice it. But there are some people that, they smoke so much, it's like in their hair, in their skin, like their, their clothes are just almost like a liquid cigarette and you're just dousing your clothes. It's just, and what's worse than cigarette smoke? Cigar smoke. Fucking nasty. And, oh man... Another thing that I'm happy that I'm not married to a smoker and I'm not a smoker because it's like you're kissing someone, right? Clearly they're doing more than just pecking on the lips. They're more internal. You're basically tonguing the inside of someone's mouth and you're hitting all the fucking tobacco stank. Who wants that shit in their mouth? Nobody. No one wants to be kissing anybody that's doing that shit. And you might be able to ignore the smell around you, but when you're putting your mouth, like, internally tonguing someone's mouth, you're tonguing the inside of their mouth. And you're getting all of that fucking cigarette stank. Ugh, ugh. Like, you're smoking every, basically, by doing that, you're smoking every cigarette they ever smoked. I don't know. It's kind of like the same thing where to say, you fuck somebody that's fucked, like, a bunch of people. You're basically fucking... Every person they've ever fucked. Oh no. Shit. She says, I can't even stand to kiss you when you smell. Can you? He is crushing that cigarette in his fist. That isn't even going to be smokable. So, of course, he makes an idle promise. I promise I will never smoke again as soon as I smoke this cigarette. I'm like, if you're going to smoke that shit, take it the fuck outside. You don't smoke in the house. That is so gross. 
So real quick, my cat, we've lived in this apartment now for five months. And our cat, for whatever reason, we have these vents that put out, you know, the heat and everything. And she's looking at it like she's never seen it before. Like, she probably, as a cat, can see, like, the airstream of heat coming out. But she acts like she's so and freaked out about it. So, well, now she's just staring right at it. Like, she can clearly see something kind of coming out of it that I can't. Quinny. You've seen it. You know it's just air. It's not going to get you. It's not going to get you, girl. She actually got shut into the bathroom. These doors here, <laughs> they shut on their own sometimes. And, of course, she likes to go in there every once in a while. And early the 6, around 6 a.m. this morning, Jeremy said he heard her meowing. And <laughs> she, the door shut on her. She couldn't get out. She takes a cigarette and takes the pack, tosses them in the trash. Which now I, I will know how the boys will get them later. At first I kept thinking, I couldn't remember, how do they get the cigarettes? I mean, there's no way in fuck a clerk is going to mistake them for 18 when they're clearly, like, 11 years old and give them cigarettes. There's no fucking way. And he's, like, begging, like, I just want puff, please. Well, Becky comes over still holding the mop and she, in Joan's voice, you are not smoking. And she stamps her foot. How in the fuck is she stamping Ted's foot when he's sitting at the table? His feet will be under that table. She's by the side of the table. Her, her foot is nowhere near him. Come on, guys, get your accuracy check here. She says, serves you right. These are going in the garbage as she tosses the pack in. And this is the first C-word slip. He says, yeah, let the garbage get cancer. So this is the first, this is clearly foreshadowing for what's to come in the episode down the road. So Jamie and Reggie come home from school. I love how Reggie's always saying hey to Vicky. Like, hey, Vicky, what's up? And she, I haven't even wet the bed yet. <laughs> Okay, well, good for you, sweetie. <laughs> I love Reggie. I think he's awesome sauce. I love how Jamie and Reggie are just like, say what now? What? what? She doesn't even what the bed. What is she talking about? So if you think about it, she's right around Jamie's age. She's like 10, 11 years old, same as him. So I'm surprised they didn't try to pass. No, that wouldn't have worked, passing them off as twins because they're the same age. They'll get the same dark hair. Hi. Hi guys. How you doing, Vicky? I haven't even went to bed yet. <laughs> okay. How was school today, guys? Terrible. Right? What's the matter? Oh, it's just that last year when we were seniors in grade school, we were the big shots. Everybody looked up to us. Oh, I see. Now that you're in your first year of junior high, you're low man on the totem pole, huh? Low? We're the part that's sticking to the ground. <laughs> well, it won't be that way forever. Uh, Jimmy, uh, we're going to be gone for a while. Your father's taking you to the market. I am? Yes. Uh, grab your ear. What? Grab your ear. Ow. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> There's got to be a way we can prove to the older guys at school that we're not little kids anymore. I hate being treated like a baby. Yeah, me too. You know, it really embarrassed me.
these men try to pick me up and tries to break me. Hey, I've got an idea. Maybe we could buy our way in with the older guys. You know, trade them for lunch or something. Great idea, but I don't have any money. My piggy bank went to the market a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm broke myself. But maybe if I do all my chores ahead of time, I can hit my dad up for an advance on my allowance. I'll start by taking out the trash. Hey, where'd this pack of cigarettes get in here? Your mother threw them out for your father. Dad? Since when did Dad start smoking? He wasn't smoking. He was just having a cigarette. <laughs> hey, you! Hey, Jamie, I got a better way to show the older guys we're not babies. And cheaper, too. How's that? Smoking. I've seen some of them doing it. But we don't know how to smoke. I can show you how to smoke. And just where did you learn how to smoke? I saw Betty Davis do it in an old movie on TV. <laughs> you take a cigarette like this, and you put it in your hand like this, and you say, Pita, Pita, Pita. So Joan asked the boys how school was. They say it royally sucked. Of course, the reason is because when we are seniors in grade school, the fuck? I've never heard the term seniors in grade school. Jamie says, you know, we're big shots. All the little kids looked up to us. And Ted's like, well, yeah, now I guess you feel like a small fish in a big pond. Which is the same analogy that Danny Tanner uses to help DJ when she's starting junior high. That always seems like... You think high, starting high school is hard? No. By that time, you've kind of got it down when you're moving from elementary school to junior high. You've worked your way up the ranks in elementary school. You've earned your dues. Now it's like, well, you're starting back at square one with junior high, and shit's going to get a hell of a lot more tougher because now there's going to be... You got, like, what, six, seven classes in the course of an eight-hour day. You may or may not be having lunch with your friends. They might have different lunches with you, than you. You're all in different classes. You're dealing with older kids. Now, when I was in junior high, the sixth grade had their own lunch. The seventh grade had their own lunch. The eighth grade had their own lunch. They never mixed. They never mingled. We also had separate parts of the school that were dedicated this side this is going to be for sixth grade you're going to eventually move up to another corridor which is seventh and then of course eighth grade and then once you get to high school that's when the lunches all start to, the grades all start to mingle and shit so but it's one thing to feel like you're up on top and then it's the next to feel like well you got to start from scratch now you earned your dues in elementary school. Now you got to start all over earning your dues in middle school. And the thing that sucks about middle school, it's all about, even that, I mean, it was about cliques and stuff where people start breaking off into their own groups and just, 
you know, discovering their own interests and everything. And the friends you had in elementary school may not necessarily stay the friends you had in junior high. Your differences will pull you off, excuse me, in different directions. Although for me, most of my classes, I had the same set of more or less students that I went through elementary school with. And then, of course, you have your out classes, which are the regular ed classes, where you're mixed with other kids. Ugh, it, it was a whole damn nightmare. But it always seemed like lunch, we had a table that me and my friends would sit at. And Ted refers to Jamie, you know, now you're starting junior high, you're the low man on the totem pole. And Reggie's like, low, we're the part that's sticking to the ground. I love how Joan just takes charge and she says, Jamie, we're going to be gone for a while. Your father's taking me to the market. And Ted looks at her like, I am? She's like, yes, grab your ear. And then she grabs his arm. Basically, he's yanking his own ear and she pulls him out the door. So my guess is, do they only have one vehicle? And she has to wait for him to get home so she can run errands? Or she needs him to drive her? I don't know. So, now that the parents are gone, Jamie is telling Reggie, hey, there's got to be some way we can prove to the older kids that we're not little babies anymore. He suggests maybe buying the older boys lunch. Is this a particular group of boys, or this is the entire upper class middle school? I don't know, because they're even going to school fucking ninth graders, which I guess that's the cutoff. In some schools, it's like 6th through ninth, and then 10 through 12 is high school. I don't fucking know. But Reggie admits, like, dude, I don't got any fucking extra money. My piggy bank went to the market a shit long time ago, so I got none. Jamie suggests, like, hey, maybe I can get an advance on my allowance by doing chores ahead of time. And you want to waste it on buying lunch for older kids that don't give a fuck not about you at all. Are they being booked? Reggie even said some ninth grader tried to pick him up and burp him. The fuck? This ninth grader is what? Seven feet tall? So Jamie goes to like throw out the trash and that's when he noticed the cigarettes and he's like, hey, when did my dad start smoking? Because this is news to him. I mean, if Ted smoked, it sure as hell wasn't when Jamie was around or if he was, he's too young to remember. So Reggie says, hey, I think I know a way to get the big kids to back off and, you know, treat us like equals. It it'll be cheaper too. smoke these cigarettes. And they're like, hey, I, Jamie's like, I don't even know how to smoke. Well, this is back in the 80s. There were, a there were a lot of cigarette commercials. You don't see that shit. Now, you don't even really see alcohol com commercials for beer really as much anymore as you. All the time. I mean, you were saying billboards, commercials, ads in magazines, all that shit. It was getting you from every fucking possible angle. I remember catching my sister smoking my dad's cigarettes. She would have been, I would have been like 7, 8, and she would have been like 14, 15 at the time. I just remember how shocked I was because to me, even at that age, smoking was something I saw like, that's what adults do. So seeing my sister doing such an adult thing, I was just so 
shocked and surprised and kind of let down because I looked up to my sister. But yeah, he also wondered, you know, how did these cigarettes get in here? That's when Vicky tells him, like, your mother threw them away for your father. And Jamie's just so surprised, like, when did dad start smoking? So Vicky actually schools them in how to smoke a cigarette because she saw it in a Betty Davis film, an old movie on TV. She takes a cigarette, just holds it. I don't even think she puts it in her mouth. Or does she? Oh yeah, she she's like you take the cigarette, put it in your hand like this, usually between your um index finger and your middle finger and she says pita 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 and then she puts it in her mouth and pretends to exhale the smoke <laughs> and I will admit I probably said on the podcast I did try smoking I usually and it's really gross you know so I did fish out like the cigarette butts out of my dad's ashtray and practice with that when I was 17, not 18, not the legal age to buy cigarettes, if I went to this one gas station, I was able to get some. And I never got hooked on it. I never got hooked on it. I don't think I ever really truly inhaled when I smoked. Just like little... You know, that kind of thing. So I never got hooked on it. I can't say the same for my friend, though. Whether he still smokes not I, I don't know. But I can definitely say movies like Stand By Me or other movies that showed teen smoking definitely could see being influential. Or even that scene in the movie The Sandlot where the kids are chewing the tobacco. It's just like the influence, like kids seeing other kids doing this stuff could be influential to like oh these kids are doing it maybe i should do it i look harmless all right so we're up in jamie's bedroom he and reggie are sitting on the bed with vicky sitting on the bed and he is lighting a cigarette for her uh i notice he's still got the elven stuffed animal on his nightstand so that's still a thing of course he doesn't think you know, if his parents come up, they're gonna that they're gonna smell that. So you better have a can of air freshener handy. Or you better be standing next to the open window in your bedroom and just smoking and letting it go out because that is gonna stink up your room. Out of her ears. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, smoke rings. Oh, you show off. <laughs> I don't Yeah, he's going to start coughing right away. How is it? No, go. Great. He's trying to do... Marlboro Man? Marlboro Man? 
No. No. Look more like Virginia Slim. <laughs> Virginia Slim. Let me try. Okay, you're not supposed to inhale it like you're... Okay, he does have air freshener. Oh, yep, yep. Fuck, get out of here, girl. There's no fire, Harriet. Quiet. You smell like cigarettes. I smell something strange. You're just smelling yourself. <laughs> oh, good one. Oh, I know what it is. You've been smoking cigarettes. And how would she know that her dad uh, smoked? Smoking? Oh, she's going to hold something on you. Yes? Let's cut with the small talk and get right to the blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to keep your mouth shut? Blockaline cocktails, an expensive lunch, a movie, and a romantic walk in the park. Oh, good grief. <laughs> you got it. Reggie will be glad to take you. Oh, no! I'm gone for Alaska. Bye. I want you to take me on that date, Jamie. Well, look at it this way. If you keep smoking, it'll stunt your growth one day. If I tell your dad, it'll stunt your growth immediately. <laughs> all right, all right. Now just get lost, Harriet. See you later. You silver-tongued little devil. <laughs> silver-tongued little devil. Now all I've got to do is hide those cigarettes. Where? I know. I'll hide them on you, Vicky. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not going to find that out. She's got a bulge in the front of her. Get rid of this one, too. Get rid of this one, too. Ew, she's eating it. Oh, she's got a garbage disposal in her mouth. So, yeah, we're in Jamie's room. The three of them are sitting on his bed. I don't know where he procured that lighter, but he's got one. <laughs> Probably for firecrackers. Who knows? So he lights up the cigarette for Vicky. <clears throat> well, actually for them, Reggie and Jamie. And she's inhaling, and she's holding it in. And Jamie's like, let it out. And she ends up exhaling out her ears she even does smoke rings and it's like mind you reggie does not know that vicky's a robot he's like how how did she do that jamie's like I, I don't know she just does it's weird i can't believe she inhaled that much that she's expelling that much smoke out of her ears because even jamie's like whoa but then he's like uh, I mean, um, cause he's gonna act like that normally happens all the time. Not that Vicky smokes all the time, but. <laughs> so, yeah, Vicky's full of tricks, Jamie says. And he's like, hey, Vicky, why don't you, uh, make us a couple of sandwiches, pal? And he lightly pats her on the back. And, of course, she's like, I'll go make us a couple of sandwiches, pal. And when she pats him, she, like, Ugh, like <laughs> he falls forward off the leaf. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, she like pounds his back because <laughs> he's got the cigarette. So first thing he does wrong, he inhales like he's taking a toke off weed. He's like 
And he's holding it in. It's like, no, you don't. Mm. <laughs> You're not smoking a joint. And I've never smoked a joint in my, my, my life. Seriously, I've not. Seen it done in movies. But that's how he's inhaling. And Reggie's like, how is it? And Jamie's like, <laughs> ah, amateurs. <laughs> so, round two. Jamie's like, oh, great. Here, let me try again. Crosses one leg over his knee. And he takes a quick puff. And his mouth is open, almost like he's expecting smoke rings to come out. Like, hey, if Vicky can do it, I can do it, right? I love how Jamie says the Marlboro man. Do I look like him? And Reggie's like, mm, no, you look more like Virginia Slim. <laughs> and Reggie's like, okay, well, here it goes. And he puts the cigarette in his mouth. They are taking really long drags on the cigarette. Like, they're filling their lungs up with smoke. <laughs> Like, again, like, dude, you're not smoking a joint. You don't need to inhale. Like, you're sucking a lung full of smoke. Immediately, he starts coughing. Jamie did remember to bring the air freshener, so that's a good thing. So, Jamie takes another quick drag. We cut over to the window because it's open, so I figure if the shade's up, that means Harriet's going to make a window appearance. He's like, I smell smoke! Fire! Fire! And Jamie's like, oh, shit. He runs over there like he's about ready to shut the window. He says, there's no fire, Harry. And you see, like, bits of smoke, like, actually coming out of his mouth as he first opens it. So he says, there's no fire, Harry. Be quiet. She says, I smell something strange. And I love Jamie here. And he's like, you're smelling yourself. So apparently she's got a nose for the cigarette smell. She's like, I know what it is. You've been smoking cigarettes. Because... He pulls the shade down, and then she lifts it back up. So clearly she's got something to blackmail him with. So does Brandon or Bonnie smoke cigarettes? <laughs> we cut to the bed where Reggie's sitting. There's us smoking? No, we're not smoking. As he takes the cigarette butt and tosses it into his uh, grapes, grape soda can. She's got Jamie right where she wants him. Like, oh, wait till your folks find out. And Jamie's like, all right, Harriet, let's just cut to the blackmail. What do you want? So she wants him to take her on a lunch date and a movie and a walk through the park. At first, I thought she was going to go the typical walking on the beach, but I don't think they live near a beach. So <laughs> Jamie's like, oh, yeah, Reggie will be glad to take you. And Reggie's like, I'm making a run for Alaska. Bye. She says an expensive lunch and a romantic walk in the park. Okay. She's still got those bangs that are curled under like that. And that is just, I've never, other than her, I've never seen bangs curled under like that. Or it's almost like the bangs are bent underneath. Like, I guess that's something that is done with a curling iron. That's so weird. She has got, like... More hair than a person should ever be allowed to have on their head. It is so long. So, Harriet tells him, if you keep stunt, you keep smoking, it'll stunt your growth someday. But if I tell your dad, he'll stunt your growth immediately. 
I always heard that coffee stunts your growth. Maybe that's why I never made it past five foot two when I was 14. Like, I'm a, apparently at some point I realized I'm not getting any taller. And both my parents, my mom was, well, she was under six feet, but she was still, she was built, you know, tall. And I used to think, you know, my dad was tall, you know, growing up and stuff. But then I met Jeremy and... In comparison, seeing Jeremy to my dad, my dad is like a few inches shorter than he is, and Jeremy's only five foot eleven. So they say, "All right, fine, I'll take you. Just get the hell out of here." And she's, like, "All right, see you soon, you silver-tongued little devil, you." <laughs> so he decides to hide the pack of cigarettes in Vicky's. Uh, pinafore on the front, you know, her little white apron. Just hide him under your bed, man. That fucking... Oh, shit! That trunk for the basement, or not the basement, the living room, remember how I said it was like, huh, that's, uh, what's, like, their makeshift coffee table? Did they bring it all the fucking way upstairs? There's nothing in that trunk anyway, but still. Where's he gonna hide that fucking lighter? Is another thing. Unless his parents know he has one. Which I think even... Maybe in 86, you could go into a store at any age and get a lighter. I I don't know if there's an age restriction on lighters even now. I mean, I don't think they're letting anyone under the age of 16 buy a lighter. He hides the cigarettes in her front pocket in the pinafore. She's got two full sandwiches because, you know, she was expecting Reggie to be there, so. <laughs> Looks like Jamie gets them both. And he's like, oh, I better get rid of this one, too. Why is he got? Because I thought the one that he had, like, Reggie, that they were smoking off of, Reggie put that in the, uh, the grape soda can. So... Vicky takes it, and of course, it's like her mouth becomes a garbage disposal here. Like, sound. Like, okay. Okay, so, remember how uh, in the season one finale, I kept wondering what the fuck Jamie was eating out of a slice of cantaloupe? I thought he was eating, using it like a cereal bowl and eating cereal. No. What Ted has in front of him, and what she, Joan also has for Jamie, aside from a bowl of cereal, is half of a cantaloupe with the middle scooped out a little bit to put some strawberries and a kiwi in there, which I guess, like, hey, my kid's growing, he needs his fruit, I want to make sure he gets his daily dose of veggies and or fruit. So she's giving him a huge-ass cantaloupe and some strawberries and a kiwi. Wait a minute. No, he's not getting cantaloupe. That's for Joan. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Jamie is 12. He's not 11. Gotcha. All right. So the cantaloupe is for Joan and Ted, and Jamie gets the cereal. And Ted is saying, I really hope those older boys treat Jamie better. I would hate to have to be a 12-year-old kid again. It fucking sucked. And... Because <laughs> he says, I'd hate to be a 12-year-old kid again. And she's like, Joan's like, why is that? And he's like, because you'd never fool around with a 12-year-old kid. Ew! That is fucking gross. Because he pinches her ass. Oh, no, not that he pinches her ass. Just the fact that he says, you'd never fool around with a 12-year-old kid. Yuck. The shit that we got away with in the 80s. If you go get Jamie or he'll be late for school. 
subject, Jamie, and don't take no for an answer. Well, honey, I hope those older boys treat him better today. I dream to be a 12-year-old kid again. Why is that? Because you'd never fool around with a 12-year-old kid. Come here. Ew! <laughs> Gonna be staring okay. at you. I'll stink up your room. <laughs> so Joan has Vicky go get Jamie. Like, don't take no for an answer. She drags his ass downstairs. He's still holding his shoe. It's like, damn it, she stinks. She smells like your perfume. Ugh. <laughs> and it's like, it's embarrassing. Seriously, I was fucking changing. She could have walked, and, and Ted's like, Jamie, look, she's not a real girl, all right? She's not even, she doesn't care if she sees anything. It's not a big deal. So Jamie's like, if the older kids at school find out I'm sleeping in a room with my sister, I'm going to laugh my ass out of town. So, and Ted's like, what do you want us to do? Jamie says, well, why don't you let her sleep in your room? And I guess Joan's down for like, okay, I don't see why not. And I'm like, great, so when you're fucking each other, <laughs> Vicky's gonna be, uh, yeah, it's even in her cabinet, she's still gonna be, oh my god, can you imagine the noises she'd repeat? <laughs> Alright, let's see how uh, school went this time around, maybe they, they had a better day, or not. Seventh grade? How'd you do it, Jamie? All I did was ask him. He knows the winner when he sees one. Yeah, right. Now, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, Jamie? He's Jamie. I'm Reggie. Oh, well, all you seventh graders look alike. He's not much taller than they are. So, well, where's that rare baseball card you promised me when you begged me to come over? He begged you? Well, actually, it was more like groveling. <laughs> He said I groveled like a ninth grader. The card, kid. Here you go, Pete. Hey, only my friends at school can call me Pete. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can call me Sir. Talk to you guys later, only not at school, got it? 
Got it. What's the wind brush? Jungle cheese. Here in the trap and have a cigarette. Do you guys smoke? Hey, we've been smoking for years. Bullshit. <laughs> The fuck, guys? You look like weenies. Nobody cool smokes anymore. Cigarettes are kid stuff. <laughs> oh, really? How that kid thing get in my mouth? Shit. You guys really want to be cool. This is what all us jocks are doing nowadays. What is it? Chewing tobacco. Watch how it's done. You get the same high as a cigarette, and your lungs don't get all black. Just how are you getting high from a fucking cigarette? You want to learn to be a jerk all your life. Oh, we want to learn. That stuff won't hurt you like cigarettes do? Not even. I've been doing it for a long time. And look at all the pro ball players who chew it. If it was going to hurt you, you think they'd be chewing it? You've got a point there. <laughs> you want to try it or not? Just a couple of babies. Who are you calling a baby? Give me that. You're not supposed to swallow it, kid. You chew it. Oh, God, he's going to be sick. Good stuff, huh? Oh, God. How about you? Don't swallow it. Don't uh, oh, whatever you do, don't swallow the juice. Make you sick as a dog. Duh. Now you chill. For the baseball card, you guys can have what's left. Thanks, sir. You guys might be okay after all. I mean, uh, I can't promise you anything. And don't get too excited. But maybe I'll even talk to you at school one day. See ya, sir. <laughs> Okay, so it looks like it's after school, and Reggie's hanging over there. Joan is at the market or something. Ted's working. Do they have one car, or do they have two cars? Does she like, hey, I'll drop you off at work, and then I'll take the car, and then I'll pick you up? Who knows? Who knows? So, Jamie says this guy, Peter, who I'm guessing this has got to be the kid, the young one. Um, eight is enough. Like I said, I've never seen the fucking show, so I don't 100% have a clue. But this kid, when we do see him, of course, he's got that classic 80s mullet. With, and then it's like his, the back of his hair is stuck in the 80s, even though it's the 80s. And the front of his hair is like pre-90s with the, uh, you know, gelled up and spiky in front. Like, um, okay, so I want to look at that. I want to, I want to, I don't even, he doesn't even, ha Peter Watson, 68. How much older is he than Jerry Separian? Uh, so he's about five years older. Okay. Um, but what I wanted to see, okay, so 81. Oh, he was in, oh, Dickie Roberts, former child star, such a good one. Uh, they have a song with all the um, child actors from the late 60s all the way to, 
the 90s. <laughs> oh my gosh. So he played Peter. And then in season four, he played in, uh, Jamie and Vicky join a gang in season four. Well, that's wonderful. He plays Nicholas Bradford in Eight is Enough, which ran from 77 to 80. Because the kid looks like <laughs> someone who's still transitioning from being a young kid to an older. Like that awkward middle stage of you're not quite a little kid anymore and you're not quite a full-fledged teenager. You're like right at that, that middle stage. Oh, he's also also in an episode of Silver Spoons called Rick Moves Out, which was in 1986. And this episode of Chewed Out was 1986 as well. Okay. All right. And I love how <laughs> Jamie's all like, hey, look, me and Peter, we going going back, right? And, um, he, of course, saw how cool I was, wanted to come out and hang out. And... I thought the boys were sixth graders. No, they're, this is the kind of elementary school that goes to sixth grade and then middle school is seventh through ninth grade. And then high school is 10th through 12th. But he's like, hey, me and Peter, we're like this. He's going to come over. He wants to hang with us. I told him we smoke. Oh, no, he didn't say anything that they smoke. So, no. When Peter comes over, he's like, kid, you got the card or what? Oh, yeah, Peter, I got, I got the uh, baseball card. Um, <laughs> Peter's like, hey, look, my friends call me Peter, but you can call me sir. Because <laughs> when he says my friends call me Peter, Jimmy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> He's all like, yeah, uh, I'm your friend. Like, no, you're not his friend. You can't call him Peter. You can only call him sir. <laughs> but he gives him a baseball card and like, hey. Peter, look what Reggie and I started doing. We're smoking ciggies. And ugh, why they do this pita, pita, pita bullshit? Like, you fucking turds. <laughs> you look stupid doing that. But anyway. <laughs> Peter basically calls him a bunch of pussies. Like, ugh. You're smoking ciggies? That's pussy stuff. All these little kids do that shit. I've moved on to chewing tobacco because all the athletes, specifically the baseball players, I don't know about any football players you see standing around chewing. And it's not attractive because it's like you're basically, because my dad, when he quit smoking, he started chewing again because, anyway... He'd always get it, like, right in the front of his lip. And he'd have a big fucking bulge right underneath his lip. Like, that's not attractive looking. Not at all. Not to mention, you know that chewing tobacco is just made up of little itty-bitty microscopic, like, le almost looks like little mini leaves or seeds or whatever. That shit gets in your fucking teeth. It's just, it's nasty looking. My dad would chew and he'd go and spit it into a fucking cup. And then he'd put it in the sink. And then i go to wash dishes like, what the fuck is this? Or he'd be spitting it into a fucking beer can. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go turn in some bottles. This one's all loaded with freaking chew juice blech, blech, uh, uh, uh. it just it looks unattractive 
when Peter's like, oh, yeah, all the babes are all over my ass because I chew, and all the professionals do it, and the boys, like, get it in a way, like, oh, because he says, well, professional athletes, if it was bad for you, they wouldn't be doing this shit, so clearly it's gotta be safe, and Jamie and Reggie are like, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense, so the guy offers it to Jamie and Reggie, and of course they don't want to puss out, so they, you know, put it in the lip. They swallow it! Why the fuck? Because he even says, you don't swallow it, you chew it. Oh, and by the way, don't swallow the juice, because it'll make you sicker than a dog. <sighs> yeah, they're not... Just bleh, gross, gross habit. Smoking cigarettes, chewing tobacco... And he's saying, like, smoking cigarettes, I mean, chewing is, it's cheaper to do, and it's a lot less, you don't smell like cigarette smoke and everything. It's like, yeah, but that's gonna take a hell of a lot faster toll on your fucking mouth with the, uh, mouth cancer. Don't ever look up mouth cancer and stuff. The gruesome, gruesome pictures. Just very, very gruesome about the effects of what mouth cancer takes its toll on your mouth. Like, sure, cigarettes will eventually get you there. It'll be more probably affecting your lungs, whereas chewing tobacco is going to hit you right where it hurts, which is your fucking mouth, because it's all in your damn mouth. So, also, this is back in the 80s when kids could go over to a friend's house, even if the parents were home. Apparently, the parents don't give a fuck. Like, oh, yeah, sure, you can go over to your friend's house. I don't care. Their parents are home, who cares? Go away. Why in the fucking fuck is there a damn monkey bar set in the backyard? Is somebody using it this episode or what? Because this is... Jamie's 12, right? He ain't using that fucking thing. Vicky ain't using that shit. I just realized, guys, where the fuck's the clubhouse? Is it still there? Is it not there? Are we just in a section of the backyard that we're not... Because usually you go out into that, what they call a backyard, the fucking treehouse is front and center. You're going to see it. But now we got a fucking monkey bar situation going on where it's like, what the fuck is this shit? This kid just looks so weird like he's still a child but turning into a pre uh, a teenager, but he's at the preteen stage because he's literally maybe, I'd say maybe three inches taller than Jamie. He's like literally a head taller than Jamie. But it's like he's got a big head on a short body or something. Just looks very awkward. Yeah, the guy, first thing, the guy comes in and he mistakes Reggie for Jamie. And Reggie's like, oh no, I'm Reggie, he's Jamie. And Peter's like, well, I mean, all you seventh graders look alike. Peter's a fucking idiot. I wonder if all that chewing, because he says he's been chewing for a long time. So I wonder if that chewing tobacco is affecting his IQ. And he also says, like, all the jocks chew tobacco. What are the, the kids do now? They do the, the vaping shit, right? The vaping? Do they still do that vaping shit? I don't know. Quinn, do they still do the vaping stuff? Okay. She doesn't know either. She knows no kids. She knows no teenagers. So it turns out <laughs> Peter's not coming over just because he wants to hang with Jamie. No, Jamie offered him a rare baseball card, and he begged 
Peter. I almost called him Paul. <laughs> I begged Peter to come over. And I love how Reggie raises an eyebrow like, he begged you? And Peter's like, oh, actually, he groveled. Can you believe it? <laughs> Jamie's like, well, I mean, he said I groveled like a ninth grader. And Peter's like, can you just give me the fucking card, please? Oh, he says, only my friends at school call me Pete. You can call me sir. <laughs> Jamie's trying to get a little too in. Like, hey, Pete, no, 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 no. You haven't earned that right yet. You call me sir. Again, he mistakes Reggie for Jamie. You do, Jamie. And he's like, hey, I'll talk to you guys later, only not at school, okay? Don't, don't, we don't know each other. But Jamie's like, hey, what's your rush? While you're here, why don't we wrap and smoke a cigarette? And the, he's a little surprised at her, like, you guys smoke? And Reggie tries to play it off, like, yeah, we've been smoking for years. I like how they just take a quick puff on it. They learn their lesson not to, like, un inhale like they're toking on a joint. When Reggie and Jamie do that, pita, 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 the audience goes wild for it. They love it. Anytime they <laughs> try to do an impression of something that Vicky tells them, it's like, oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I think it's just because they act like <laughs> they like big, look like big dorks when they do that. Don't do that again, please. Oh, yeah, apparently because he's a ninth grader, he knows everything. It's like, oh. Guys, no one cool smokes anymore. Everybody chews. Cigarettes are kid stuff. They are? He, he calls that kid stuff. Yeah, six-year-olds are smoking cigarettes. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, the way he says it's like kid stuff. Like, yeah, eight-year-olds smoke cigarettes. <laughs> like, uh... I love how right away both of them, like, toss a cigarette on the ground and start stomping it. How'd that kid thing get in my mouth? He says all the jocks are chewing, and of course he's got a um, round canister that my, my dad, whenever he would finish one of those, uh, he usually, it would be the Kodiak with, you know, the bear on the front of it, or sometimes the Skull or Wintergreen. Um, I would use it to play, you know, hockey. My cousins had, like, um, roller hockey sticks and stuff like that, and we'd pretend we were, like, the Mighty Ducks and shit like that. But I'd always, whenever my dad would get done with one, I'd always, like, fish it out of the trash. Like, hey, we got a hockey puck. How about that? It's the same round shape as, and if you get the uh, Kodiak one, it's, you know, take the label off, it's black like a hockey puck. Yes, apparently in the 80s, no one tucked their shirt in. <laughs> And the boys have never seen this shit. He's like, what? They're like, what is that? And he says, it's chewing tobacco. Here, I'll show you how it's done. And he sticks it in his lip. The fact that he's saying you get the same high as a cigarette. Who ever heard of someone getting a quote-unquote high from a cigarette exactly? If anything, you get those, if you're not, you get the withdrawals and the cravings and the shit like that, you know. The shakes and all that. How is that? That's not... The way he says you get high almost like you're either smoking a joint or you're popping, like, fucking uppers or whatever. Speed and shit like that. I don't know if this show goes down that road of introducing, like, oh, cocaine, speed, um, fuck, I don't know what the other ones were. Ecstasy? No, they weren't doing that shit in the 80s. But yeah, wasn't the 80s, it was all about that cocaine shit, right? 
cocaine and the, the as they refer to uppers or you know marijuana or weed which weed and marijuana are pretty much the same thing oh he also mentions the be another benefit of chewing over smoking is your lungs don't get all black so yes you don't develop emphysema but you will eventually develop mouth cancer does he want to be one of those on those commercials with the person holding the thing up to the throat voice box and someone was going to I mean, no, I'm not trying to talk bad about anyone that that's happened to. It's horrible, but it's like, don't, don't do that. And those were honestly, those type of commercials, even though they, gosh, now that I think about it, I was an adult when I started seeing those commercials, but it seems like definitely those are like scare tactics for kids. Like, oh, if you're thinking of smoking, don't do it because you don't want to wind up where you can't talk anymore, or whether you, you know, get cancer or lose your hair and stuff like that. Oh, J uh, Reggie says, because Peter says, oh, your lungs don't get black, and Reggie says, no, just your teeth. Really, apparently, if you don't chew, you're going to be a jerk all your life, because, oh, fucking Peter. Don't listen to this kid. He's, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. How long is a long time? Probably, what, years? Months? Weeks? I don't know, but probably quite a while. Probably, I mean, if he's in ninth grade, so maybe he started chewing when he joined junior high, you know, for seventh grade. And Jamie's like, oh, no, we want to learn. So you're sure that this stuff won't hurt us like cigarettes will? And Peter's like, not even. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. Also, the pro ball players do it. And he says, if it was going to hurt you, do you think they'd be chewing it? So they both kind of shrug when he asks if they want to try it. It's like, yeah, just what I thought. A couple babies. So Jamie's like, who are you calling a baby? Get me that canister. And he, I thought he was going to take a big fucking chunk of it. But no. So he <laughs> puts it in his mouth and he starts like chewing it like you're chomping on something. And then all of a sudden, I think he swallows some of the juice and his eyes are like, <laughs> his cheeks puff out. You're not supposed to swallow the juice. So Peter's just watching him. He's like, oh, good stuff, huh? And Jimmy's like, smooth. <laughs> So Reggie puts him in his mouth and immediately Because <laughs> you see him make this swallowing motion like duh. He probably should have said you're not supposed to swallow it. Like maybe he should have said that beforehand. I love how he's Peter's grinning. He's like, oh whatever you do, don't swallow the juice, it'll make you sick as a dog. So Peter says, hey, for the baseball card, you guys can have what's left in the canister. And Jamie and Reggie are clutching their stomachs like they're about ready to hurl. And Jamie's like, thanks, sir. So as Peter Lee says, hey, don't get too excited. I might even talk to you at school one day. Maybe. As soon as Peter is out of the backyard, the boys turn and they start ralphing up. All right, let's see how this goes because Ted and Joe, they got Vicky's cabinets and Ted is moving it without the assistance of anyone else and Joan's like can you just move it like closer to the wall I love the little the window nook that they have there in their bedroom it's pretty cool again with the fucking potted plants my god there's so many potted plants and they're not little dink plants one looks like 
the pre-stages of a palm tree. So let's see how having Vicky in their bedroom is gonna fuck up their sex life. Because <laughs> it does. Joan can't take the eyes on her. Like, she's in her cabinet. Like, don't care. Don't touch me. This thing is heavier than I thought, and I'm pooped. I'm not pooped. Oh, yeah, just have her move it. She can do it. So you're putting it in front of the closet. How are you getting your clothes out? Okay, let's hit the sack, honey. Let's hit the sack. No, you go into your cabinet, kid. I meant the other honey. You hit the cabinet. Move. No, wait, wait, wait. What? What the fuck? Get the cabinet. Oh, okay, I get it. <clears throat> Maybe you should have her face the wall of her cabinet. Night, honey. Night, honey. Night, honey. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, she is uncomfortable. What's the matter? I don't know. I guess it's silly. Kissing me goodnight is silly. No, it's <laughs> She can hear us. No, she can't. Yes, she can. <laughs> you wanted her in there, <laughs> Joan. If you pipe down and go to sleep. I don't sleep. Duh. You will if I take you apart. <laughs> night, honey. Shut her down for the night. You can't do that. Now, where was I? Ted. What's the problem? It's Vicky. I, I think she can see us. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. No, she can't. Yes, she can. <laughs> hey there. Vicky, turn around face the back of the cabinet. Then I won't be able to see you. You don't need to see them. That's the idea. Now turn around. Are you happy now? No. I'm sorry, honey, but I'm just not comfortable sticking in the room. That's terrific. Why don't we see what's on television? Boring! Oh, TV guy. Hey, there's an old Betty Davis movie on. I love her. You know, honey, uh, Betty Davis used to be really sexy in her movies. <laughs> No way, Jose. Not with Vicky in the room. Oh, great. That's just great. <laughs> hey, I smell smoke. Jamie's still so smoking cigarettes? No, no, no. I'm serious. Get up. I smell smoke. Why? So do I. Is he still oh, smoking? Oh, no. Oh, my God. She's smoking. Vicky. Was she overheating? Oh, she's got the damn cigarettes that Jamie put in there. Shit. So, long story short, Ted wants to get his dick wet, and Jonah's like, fuck you, no. Because Vicky can see us through the while well, she's in the cabinet. He has Vicky turn around to face the wall. It's still... John's the one that was up for having her in the fucking room to begin with. Ugh, I still say that she should have an on-off switch, so that way it's like, turn, power her down for the night, and then start her up again in the morning, because she is a robot. 
So that way they can enjoy their sexy times. Or Well, it seems like Ted is up and raring to go, and she's like, well, you not. And then he's talking about, oh, she brings out the TV guy. Let's see what's on TV. Oh, an old Betty Davis move. Oh, that was a trigger. Because he's like, oh, Betty Davis used to be sexy in those old movies. <laughs> what? What? You didn't like that, Quinn? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> um... But, yeah, he's smelling smoke all of a sudden. And, and she smelled like, yeah, I smell it too. And you see, I thought that cat, I thought she was overheating for a second. Like, shit, Vicky's overheating. Get the door open. So they go over there and she's got the, the same damn pack of cigarettes that Jamie put in there. She's smoking. The trigger word, Betty Davis, must have been the trigger word. So, of course, they figure Jamie was the one smoking. At some point, he got the cigarettes. Because how else did Vicky get them? Well, Joan threw them in the trash. But, oh, oh, he is pissed. Ted is ready to rip a new a-hole. He is not... Oh, I want to get my dick wet and I'm going to complain to my son about not smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Fuck. Alright, what do you know about these? Oh, uh... smallest little bit. Oh, I see. Well, come on. You can do better than that. I, don't be a baby. Right. Get a big old giant chunk there. Get a big old uh, stuff it in your cheeks. Yeah, good stuff, huh? Mm -hmm. what? 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 More? Oh, more. Okay, sure. <laughs> he starts chopping it in his sweet mouth. That looks like shredded wheat. starting to turn green. Come on, Jamie, keep it up, huh? Oh, God! <laughs> Enjoying yourself? Yeah, but I feel like a stupid me. I think I'll enjoy it in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Ted and Joan come in. Ted's got the cigarettes. He's like, hey, Jamie, what do you know about these? And Jamie's like, oh, well, Dad, you shouldn't smoke. It's really bad for you, I hear. And he's like, uh, no, 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 son. Vicky talked. What were you and Reggie doing with the cigarettes? So, yeah, Joan asks, why were Jamie and Reggie smoking? And Jamie's like, me and Reggie? And Ted tells him, uh, you don't even try that. Vicky already spilled. So, out with it. So, he's like, hey, look, Mom, Dad... We already took it. We only took a couple puffs, and it's uh, it was horrible. Just, just, we're not gonna do it again. Don't worry. But I got something even better than cigarettes. Something that's supposedly safer. He pulls out the chewing tobacco. Wait, <laughs> have not gotten a, a spanked do- joke from Ted in a bit. A reference, because he says, "Well, you better not smoke again, or there's gonna be more than one butt burning in this house." Damn! And Jamie is 12. What is the age there you stop threatening to spank your kid? Granted, I don't even think you can do that anymore with the kid calling CPS on your ass, but uh, I don't know. So there really honestly are not a lot of changes to Jamie's bedroom. Still got the same blue bedspread. He's still got the same brown pillowcases. He's still got the chalkboard, but there's nothing on it. Yeah, it's like, don't worry, Dad. From now on, I'm only going to use this chewing tobacco. And Ted's like, well, that's a relief. Wait, what? Chewing tobacco? That is so disgusting. And Jamie agrees. Well, it doesn't taste that great. But Peter Watson says that chewing is in. I mean, all the jocks are doing it. Even professional baseball players. And Joan mentioned, it's like, well, just because the professionals do it doesn't mean that you have to follow their example. Oh, he, and Jamie even says, oh, it won't hurt you. <laughs> and Ted tells him, well, I got news for Peter Watson. Chewing tobacco is worse than smoking it. Jamie's like, no, I mean, chewing is, all the professional baseball players do it. And Joan tells him just because the professional ball players don't care what kind of example they set for kids doesn't mean you got to be stupid too and try it. And I, I don't know. How do you feel about? I mean, this definitely would not work today. You sure as hell would not see this on television. A parent doing this with their kid, but for this episode, it works. Ted kind of winks at uh, Joan. It's like, hey, you know. Jamie's practically an adult, so why don't we uh, encourage this behavior? And it's like, yeah, why don't you chew some tobacco? Show me how it's done, son. And Jamie takes an itty-bitty little pinch, puts it in his lip, and then, of course, Ted's like, oh, no, no, no! Be a big man! Take a big old honking piece of it! Put it in your mouth! And she takes a big fucking wad of it, and... I was like, oh, see, there you go. Now you're, now you're a big league chewer, <laughs> which maybe you should just stick to big league chew gum. But he whacks Jamie on the back when he's got a mouthful of that stuff in his mouth. And, of course, he ends up swallowing it. And then he's like, yeah, I, even though my dad chewed, to, I, I never once had an interest. I don't even think I ever put that shit in my mouth. Not once. It would just look so nasty when he would, I mean, he'd smile and you see all the, the tobacco bits 
in his teeth and shit, and it's just really nasty. So, it looks like dinner the next day, because they're preparing <clears throat> chicken and um, corn on the cob. And Joan is like, gosh, Ted, I hope that after last night that kind of cured our problem. And Ted, of course, thinks she's referring to, you know, their sexy time being interrupted. It's like, well, our problem isn't going to be solved until Vicky's out of our room with her cabinet. And I'm sure Joan's going to be like, I wasn't referring to that, by the way. I was referring to Jamie and his chewing tobacco. Well, I hope last night will be the end of our problem. A problem will not be over until Vicky's cabinet is out of our room. I meant our problem with Jamie. Oh, that ain't great. Hi, honey. Hi, dear. What's the matter? Is your stomach still upset? No, my stomach's fine. It's the rest of me that's upset. What's the problem? Oh, remember I told you about Peter Watson? Oh, yeah, that big smart jock who gave you the chewing tobacco. Well, he got this sore in his mouth. Found out it's cancer. Oh no. Oh, Jamie, I'm really sorry. I'm sure I they'll guess take care of it. I'm not going to make my point, but now you can see why I was being so tough on you. Yeah. Boy, I'll never smoke or chew again. I hope you also realize you're not as grown up as you think you are. Oh, great. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> what do you want, Harriet? Well, I thought now would be a good time to discuss. No, my parents already know. All right, Harriet. Why don't you go right ahead and plan the date, okay? Okay. And if I don't show up, start without me. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, that's rude. Well, she's rude, a bitch. But effective. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finished putting my cabinet in Pete Daniel's room. Who told you to do that? She did. Joni. You animal. <laughs> so Jamie comes in the door, he sits down at the table, and they realize, like, he doesn't look like he's doing alright. Something's really bugging him. And Joan thinks, you know, maybe his stomach's still upset from, you know, swallowing that chewing tobacco and puking it out of his, you know... But turns out what he's upset about is that uh, Peter Watson, apparently it was found out that he's got a sore in his mouth, doctors discovered it was cancer, and he's just learned a lesson about, you know, I'm never going to smoke or chew again. And Ted tells him, well, that's why I was hard on you, because I don't want to see you follow that same path. And just you realize just how bad that stuff is and how quickly... It'll affect you. And Peter did say he'd been doing it for a long time, whether that means months or years. My guess is years. But they do, st I, I, I understand why they wanted to go this route, like, to really hit home how serious the effects of what chewing tobacco and smoking, especially chewing tobacco, because the episode is called Chewed Out, the effects of it, the long-term effects of you know, mouth cancer and stuff like that. So they found a little sore in Peter's mouth. More than likely, I mean, they found it, so it's not the end of the world. It's not like they can't jump on that. But then again, it's 86. I don't know exactly. I mean, things are, you catch things 
if they caught it early, then it shouldn't spread. So at least hopefully, but then again, this kid's been doing this for years. Wouldn't that he would have the same type of craving for that shit as he would for a cigarette. So then it's like, great. So we have a, what, 14, 15-year-old kid who's addicted to this shit. And now we got to try to get him off of it before, before he, you know, can't use his mouth anymore. So basically, definitely, you know, cause and effect. The bad side, I just, since it's a, basically an after-school special type of episode, just wanting to hit home with these kids, like, hey, you see people doing the kids doing it in movies, you see the ball players doing this shit, and you want to do it too, because you think, oh, they wouldn't, the, the feeling that kids probably think nothing's happening to these ball players, like, they're not hearing about, oh, they, they're getting cancer or anything, like, nothing's happening to them, so clearly if it doesn't happen to them, it won't happen to me, kind of mentality. It's like, you may not think about because you're only seeing these people in the spotlight. You have no fucking clue what's going on behind the scenes and what they're dealing with and all of that and probably the effects of what that tobacco and that shit is having on their body. You don't know because they're not telling you. And, of course, I'm sure those tobacco and chewing companies don't want you to know. At some point in time what the Surgeon General warning came out on the packs of cigarettes and probably even on the chewing tobacco cans that they had, like, you have to say, like, you do this, it is going to have, you know, bad, you know, negative effects on you, on your body. It's like, you put that shit into your body, you think that it's not going to take its toll and cause damage? That's why, you know, if you you drink all the time and shit, you think your body is not, I mean, I remember, like, um, there was, uh, it wasn't for smoking or anything, we had the D.A.R.E. program for that, but not only did the D.A.R.E. program cover, you know, smoking and drugs and drinking, but in seventh grade, we had the, the MAD group, the Mothers Against Drunk Driving and they would even, you'd hear, like, cirrhosis of the liver, people that have been drinking for a long time, and just the effect that that it has on their body. It's like, you don't hear about all that negative stuff, because the last thing that those companies want is bad press. And those companies don't give a shit if kids are getting hooked on that crap. All they care about is selling products. Another podcast that did cover this episode that I would highly recommend, they really focus on after-school specials and very special episodes. It's called the Hugging and Learning Podcast. Unfortunately, right now, they've ended their podcast, but there are a lot of episodes dealing with those, you know, the episodes that the, the... Showmakers want to get the ratings, so they're let's put out a special episode about drinking, you know, with Steve Urkel drinking beer, or let's do a gun safety episode with I think there's one in Family Matters, there's a school shooting, Stephanie Tanner smoking and being tempted to smoke in Full House, Under the Influence, Kimmy Gibbler drinking, getting drunk at a frat party, um, also DJ. She wasn't tempted to drink at that school function, but 
the way that the episode plays it is the guys, you know, and her father think she was drinking because she smells like, but I understand that that's how they try to pull people in with the ratings is with the very special episodes so they can make them teachable moments. Punky Brewster had it with the episode about Punky and Cherry being tempted by older girls to join a cool club, but you had to smoke or snort crack up your nose or cocaine or, you know, some uppers, some speed and shit like that because it was the 80s. And just, they know that kids are watching this and they want to... You know, showrunners want to express, like, we understand that these kids nowadays, at this point in time, in the 80s, we're being tempted by this. Let's address this through our characters that these kids are growing up with, they're looking up to for, you know, advice and being able to relate. Let's talk about these things that kids are being, you know, they're being tempted with this stuff. Whether it's in school, whether it's from what they're seeing on television and stuff. So let's kind of flip the script and have it be an important issue, put a positive spin on it. Like, we know that you're being tempted by this shit. Watch these characters that you love being tempted and having the courage to stand up and say no. It always seems like with these TV shows, it's always the kids are wanting to impress older kids or they want to be part of the in crowd or they don't want to be seen as a wimp or a loser because they're not doing it. And the thing is, even though it just seems like focus on what it does to your body when you take it and your behavior changes and that kind of stuff. Because, yeah, you can say, oh, it's bad for you, but why don't you have a character that's been doing that so somebody can see the lasting effect or even see the after effects? Like, hey, this person has had a problem. They're trying to overcome it, but they're going through withdrawals and stuff like that. And it's really challenging. But yeah, this episode, honestly, I did not see anything wrong with it. I would definitely give it a full 5 out of 5 because it expressed the the importance they sh of not just someone being tempted by you know by an older kid to try something that's bad for them, but they also showed at the end they showed the the after effects. They like because even, like I said earlier, when Ted went after Joan threw the cigarettes in the trash, he's like, yeah, let the cigarettes get cancer, which, of course, foreshadowing what's to come with Peter Watson. But at least they have it like, this is what happens. This is the re could be a possible result if you do this for a long period of time. This could be lead to major health-related consequences. So, honestly, yeah, 5 out of 5, I believe Robot was the rating. So, 5 out of 5 Robots, as far as the nuts and bolts of the episode, the lesson learned is definitely, I don't know what kids are tempted by nowadays, whether it's vaping or whether it's something else, 
but I do think that these shows in the 80s had very, very good teachable moments. I don't know if there are episodes on TV shows today that focus on those type of issues anymore when it comes to family sitcoms, but I know it was more of a, I mean, you could call it a scare tactic or not, or however you want to refer to it as, like, oh, those cheesy after-school type of TV episodes, it's like, you can make fun of it because some of it might have been a little cheesy, but at the end of the day, if the episodes help a kid put that cigarette out and just say, I'm not doing this anymore, because especially if your main reason for wanting to do it is to look cool, those negative lasting health effects are going to last a hell of a lot longer than you or anyone thinking you're cool by doing that. Like, coolness will come and coolness will go, but you, 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 those uh, lasting, you get emphysema and breathing issues and shit, that shit is forever. You don't get cured of that shit. Not to mention you're putting a major strain not just on your body, but financially. As my, I, Another thing, like how much cigarettes cost and shit like that. Granted, the boys helped themselves to the cigarettes that were in the trash so they didn't have to pay for them, but that's another thing. How much, you know, I'd see when I worked at the convenience store, you see people buying cartons of those fucking things. And those, that shit was 50 fucking plus dollars or more. And depending on if you're doing a carton a week or whatever, it's like... That is an expensive fucking habit. It hits you in the pocketbook. It hits you in the health department. And it's just like... It's not, it's not fucking worth it. It's not fucking worth it. Not to mention trying to quit and having issues. Having to wear... My dad had to wear those fucking nicotine patches. Which I don't think really helped. I remember when my dad... I guess he had quit for a while. And then one day we were getting groceries. And he bought a pack of cigarettes. And I was just so angry with him. Granted we were in the middle of a grocery store. And he told me to, you know, shut up. Because I was making a big deal. Like, Why are you buying cigarettes? I thought you quit! <laughs> so. Sure. Alright, let's take a look at the next episode. Which would be, yeah, the one I was bitching about earlier. Season 2, Episode 2, Money, Money, Money. Which aired September 20th, 1986. Jamie tries to buy the love of a pretty classmate. 7.9 out of 10 based on, oh, oh, actually, duh. Sorry, guys, I wanted to say that review, didn't I? That user review? Let's do that. Let me find that user review. All right, 10 out of 10. This is from September 10th, 2020. Smokin' Jay. <laughs> Warning spoilers. Season 2 brings Jamie and Reggie to the 7th grade. No longer are they the oldest kids in school. Now they are the youngest. Feeling out of place, they try to come up with ideas to fit in better with the different kids at their school. In the meantime, Ted is stressed out at his job and finds a pack of cigarettes and starts to smoke due to the stress. <sighs> like he's never had to deal with that shit before and he's never turned to cigarettes. Joan is not having it and immediately makes him give up his new habit by throwing them in the trash. Jamie decides to throw out the trash and finds a pack of cigarettes in the trash can, and he and Reggie come up with the idea that if they start smoking, maybe they will fit in better with the older kids in junior high. 
They decide to practice smoking in Jamie's room, with Vicky giving them lessons, and Harriet finds them smoking in Jamie's room. She blackmails Jamie into a date, or she'll tell his dad. Jamie is forced to agree. Jamie is also tired of sharing his room with Vicky, so they decide to make Vicky move into Mom and Dad's room. Jamie invites one of the older boys, Peter Watson, to his house with the promise of a baseball card. Jamie and Reggie try to impress the older boy by smoking a cigarette. Peter is not impressed with their attempt to be cool with smoking and instead turns them into chewing tobacco. Jamie and Reggie both give it a try, but both get sick from it. Meanwhile, Vicky has her cabinet moved to Ted Jones' room, but Joan is feeling very awkward about Ted getting so frisky with Vicky so close. Ted, of course, insists there is no problem since Vicky is only a robot. Ted has Vicky face the other way in the cabinet, closes the door, but Vicky quickly starts to smoke the cigarettes that Jamie had stashed on her. Yeah, Betty Davis is a trigger word, of course, for uh, Vicky to smoke. Vicky, uh, or excuse me, blah, 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 blah. Jamie is forced to confess that he and Reggie had tried smoking, but they hated it and quit already. They were instead using chewing tobacco now. Instead of making Jamie quit chewing tobacco, he makes him swallow a lot of chewing tobacco, which makes him sick to his stomach. The next day at school, Jamie finds out that Peter has a sore in his mouth and that turned out to be cancer, and he decides that both smoking and chewing tobacco are not for him. Vicky also moves her cabinet out of Ted and Joan's room. <laughs> yeah, because she wants sexy times with her husband. Apparently, <laughs> again, <laughs> I need that deep. So, also at the end of the episode of Chewed Out, Harriet comes to collect payment on that date. She's like, I'm going to plan our date. And if, if I were Jim, like, uh, I told my parents about this shit, so fuck you. No, he says, well, you go on planning that date, and if I don't show up, start without me. Slams the door in her face, because... It's Harriet. That's just what you do. Uh, she is one that you slam the door in her face all the time because that's just, she needs it. All right, let's look at next month's episode. Season 2, episode 2, entitled Money, 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 which aired September 20th, 1986. In this episode, Jamie tries to buy the love of a pretty classmate. Yeah, we get a repeat of Jessica. Remember her from season one? <sighs> Jamie, he is so, it's not low self-esteem. It's desperation. And that is such an unattractive quality. I mean, I think, yeah, he definitely does. Warren, we do see Warren again in uh, in this episode, which is awesome. He's such a cool kid. He definitely suffers from low self-esteem. I mean, he, he wears glasses. Sadly, he's overweight. He just, girls just sadly don't want anything to do with him, which is sad. You'll get yours one day. You'll get your girl. Jessica is not it, though, buddy. For either of you boys. She is... I honestly see Jessica as one of those girls who is going to go down a very long, dark, and dangerous road growing up if she doesn't get out of the habits that she is, she's used to money and then spending money on her. I can only imagine where this sense of self will lead her. I, I don't think she's got a very good example of a home life. I mean, 
where is she getting this from? And I did look it up. Um, actress Jessica, of course, plays, you know, same actress as season one, Jessica. She is in at least maybe three more episodes, I think, in season three. But we got to suffer through that down the road. So, um, I know I did say that I was going to make this podcast, you know, two episodes a month. It's. I am going to just stick with the original of how I did season one for season two, and that's an episode a month. So it's just a lot easier and a lot less demanding for me. I I did actually just release an episode, Podcast and Life Update 2021, that explains my current situation and how I am working podcasts into my life with a possible upcoming job happening and putting my health at the forefront, not just my mental health, but my physical health as well needs to be worked on. So the podcasting is pretty much just going to stay what it originally was. And that's a hobby along with other things that I like to do. So, all right. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.